You're listening to the Short-Term Revolution Podcast. If you're a physician and want to generate meaningful side income, you're in the right place. Learn how to make real income from short-term rentals. So pour yourself a cup of coffee and let's catch up. Welcome to the Short-Term Revolution Podcast. And now your host, a pediatric anesthesiologist, real estate investor, and now short-term rental host, Dr. Chiagosi Fawole. Well, hey there, Short-Term Revolution listeners. I am super excited to be back with another episode of the podcast. Listen, you know how you like care about something that makes you go, wait, what? Why didn't I think about that? What? That was me in 2016. That was me 2016 when I heard about what I'm about to share with you on this podcast. Now, if we have not met, I'm Chia Grazia Fawale. I'm a pediatric anesthesiologist. Wait, why am I saying this? You already hear this on the intro anyway, right? Oh gosh. All right, let's get right into it. In this episode, I like to go over a simple way for you to generate meaningful income from short-term rentals, even without buying property. Okay, so in the last episode, you, you probably heard me talking about, you know, my goals for this year with possibly, you know, buying a handful of, of, of um, short-term rentals, in vacation rental type cities like Gulf Shores, Alabama, you know, you know putting it out there, <laughs> Pigeon Porch, Hint, Hint, and the Poconos by the grace of God. All right, those are my ideas. But the fifth one that I also kind of hinted at was a possible arbitrage property. Now, what exactly is rental arbitrage? Okay. In 2021, I actually got started using this model and it blew my mind. As a matter of fact, arbitrage was what got me into short-term rentals. Because previously, when I was just investing in long-term rentals, I thought to myself, why why am I going to put down 25% on a property that is like, you know, miles and miles away and then go through all this work and all of that? But then I heard about arbitrage. I was like, wait a minute. Wait, just just wait a second. I could actually get into the short-term rental market, capitalize on the high rents and high revenue that, that short-term rentals bring in without having to own the property. Wait, why is nobody else in the physician circle talking about this? Like, why aren't we talking about this, everyone? And so that was how I basically got started with short-term rentals. And that was what inspired me to even put together all the short-term rental issues or things that I put together after that. What exactly is rental arbitrage? So let's take a step back and just think about the world of commerce, okay? In commerce, what drives commerce is someone being able to purchase something at a low price and to be able to sell it at a high price. That whole transaction business going on is arbitrage. It's being able to basically buy something low and sell it high and profit from the spread in between. And with rental arbitrage, what you do is that you find a landlord that's willing to let you use their property for this, and you rent it from them at a regular year-long lease price, should I say. And then when you put it on the short-term rental market, like on Airbnb, VRBO, all these places, you are likely going to earn more than that landlord charged you for rent. So for example, if I were to use our Dallas examples, because that was where I got started, you can find a property and lease it for let's say $1,000, just easy numbers. You turn around and put it on short-term rental market, even as a month-long lease, you could possibly get, say, $2,300. By the time you account for all your, all your utilities, your cleaning, your expenses, and all of that, you'll probably be netting somewhere around $900 to $1,000. And you're making that on a monthly basis, having only put down 
your first month's rent, plus or minus a security deposit, and the cost of furnishing. Okay, that is rental arbitrage. <laughs> now tell me, if this is your first time hearing of this model, tell me you're not going. Wait, what? Right? Because that was what I felt back in 2016 when I first heard about this model. I was like, oh, well, that's smart. Because if you're in real estate for cash on cash return, if your goal in real estate is to be able to put down an amount of money and generate a cash on cash return, these days that number is somewhere around like 12% for some people. (laughs) I'm like, why would you even bother if that's your entire cash on cash return? Just 12%? Are you kidding me? But if that is your goal, then this, ca- this one's cash on cash return blows everything out of the water because if you were making, if you put down, let's say $7,500 and you were making 1K a month per unit, then in seven and a half months, technically you've made that entire thing back. So that's 100% cash on cash return. And that will mean that the remaining three and a half months of the year, everything that you make from then on is pure profit. Like you've, you basically made your money back. All right. So now that I've established kind of what, what it is, right? Question becomes how. And the way I'm going to say this is going to sound extremely simple. Now, don't don't mistake simplicity for utter ease, okay? Because there is a process. It is a process. But in its structure, it is simple. And the simplicity is this. You find a landlord that's willing to let you lease their place as a short-term rental or sublease their place and use it as as a short-term rental. When you find that landlord, you sign a lease. When you start out, you probably want to do maybe one year, but most people, I mean, as time goes on, you actually want up to three year, like three year plus leases, because in that first year, you make your money back and you want to be able to keep making money with the property without necessarily having to back up. All right. So three year long leases will be my ideal. And then you furnish the place, you put it on the short term rental market, so Airbnb, ERBO, and you collect your coins. That is arbitrage. In a simple nutshell. Someone say, well, lots of landlords say they don't want anybody to sublease. Well, guess what? Yes, that is true. Many landlords will tell you no. But your one job is to find the one that tells you yes. Your one job is to find that landlord that is like, oh, that's brilliant. And why will a landlord say that that's brilliant? Because it is brilliant. Because you are their better tenant. What better tenant is there to have than somebody who loses money when you lose money? I mean, if you're a landlord and a tenant came and said, you know what, I want to set up a structure such that if your property gets, gets bad, then I lose money as you're losing money. That's what I call interest being aligned. Every other tenant doesn't really care. So your job as the person trying to operate the place is able to show landlords that, listen, I am who you want. You don't know it yet, but trust me, I am your, I am your best tenant. You're listening to the Short-Term Revolution Podcast with your host, Chiagozi Fawole. Hi, I'm your best tenant. Now, other questions that I get from this, okay, well, Agazi, like seriously, if I can use a landlord's property to turn into a short-term rental, why can't they just do it themselves? And to that I say, yo, are short-term rentals new? Probably not. If they weren't running a short-term rental this whole time, why would they start? Why? It's not like Airbnb is new because it's not, right? So they have the opportunity or they've had the opportunity to turn into short-term rentals this whole time. If they chose not to, maybe because they want the whole passive income thing and short-term rentals are a little more active than passive, 
Maybe because they don't want to deal with guests. They don't want to furnish a place. Maybe they don't want to, you know, they're okay with getting just the check in the mail every month. And you become that ideal person to help them make that transition into just passive income without having to deal with tenants and termites. Well, they will have to deal with termites if they have termites. (laughs) Now, what are the pros and cons of arbitrage? The first one that I will say is huge cash and cash return, okay? Huge cash and cash return. I mean, the cash and cash return basically blows everything else out of the water, hands down. It's also faster. So when I got started with this this model back in, in March, 2021, I was able to scale to 10 units in a matter of three months. I mean, I, I hit the pavement, okay? Like I used those three months as like, I, we worked, okay? <laughs> Don't get it twisted. But we still were able to get 10 units up and running in three months using this model. And that was because we found, a, we found an apartment complex that actually allowed us to get six units at one time. So we were able to scale pretty fast. We we're only limited by how much we had available to even deploy into setting up these these units. Now we, we we actually ended up scaling back a little bit for something that happened in one of the buildings, which you know could happen really anywhere, which is another benefit of arbitrage because the same thing can happen in a property that you bought and now you're stuck with that property. Whoops. <laughs> so right now we have a handful of units. But the point that I'm making with that is that you can scale fast with arbitrage. You can scale. You can scale. And with the ability to scale comes also the ability to be able to Higher hands to help you with your operations so that you don't actually have to run everything yourself. So because I knew that I was that I was doing this remotely, I was in this in Dallas, Texas, and I'm in Syracuse, New York. I decided personally to have to hire an assistant to help me with my operations. And so I knew I wanted to gather units so I could actually pay her and still be profitable. And so I did. And so I did. What are other pros of, of arbitrage? Being able to actually test the market before you sink a ton of funds into it. That's another pro. It's not a big one. Now, what, why would somebody want to buy rather than do arbitrage? You would you want to buy if your goal is, let's say, you want to you know, buy the actual asset and keep it for your children's children. Yeah, of course, you want to buy that because you still don't own these properties. Another thing about, about arbitrage is that the property is not yours, so the property is not yours. <laughs> so when you're done. The, the landlord can change his mind. The land, I mean, things can happen and, you know, you, you may have to move around, but that those are just things that you, I mean, that's what you basically take on when you take on a model that depends on other people owning the property. Now you sign a lease, you sign an addendum to make sure that the landlord can't just turn around and say, well, leave my property or whatever. You want to make sure you have all your legalese in place. But those are some pros, should I say, and cons of arbitrage or things that go in favor of arbitrage versus in favor of buying. Now, the question that, that I get often is, which is a better option? Because I know I talk to doctors a lot. I mean, I'm a doctor, of course, so I get to talk with doctors a lot. But people always want to know, like, which is the better one? Because, like, we, we're used to, like, randomized controlled trials where, like, you know, as long as it's, like, 5% significantly different. This is investing, y'all. <laughs> There are no randomized control trials. It's about what your goals are, what your risk tolerance is, what you actually want to do, right? That's what matters. Like, do you want cash flow or do you want to own the property? That's what decides whether you want to buy or arbitrage. The biggest piece, should I say that I didn't even mention, was the ease of entry, okay? You can be in an arbitrage unit with just $7,500, for example. As a matter of fact, my, my, my sister, when she got started with this, 
she was able to put to get like an entire unit for 4,500, including her rent, furnishing the place. It was a one bedroom apartment. So first month's rent and furnishing $4,500. And after that, I was like, girl, you are furnishing my places going forward. Cause I don't know how you just did it, but you just furnished an entire place for 2,500. What? How, what? How did you do that? So yes, now I have a list. <laughs> now I have a shopping list. Um, but yeah, you could definitely be in a place. And then she turned around and got a, ten, a, a guest that booked the place for 80, I think it was like 8,400 for a three month, for a three month stay after that. So she was, she made her, her entire, her entire investment back in one booking shortly after that. Yeah. Shortly after that. So as you can tell, I love arbitrage. Okay. I, I like to talk about it. I like to teach it. We talk about it and teach it on the, on, on our short-term rental accelerator. If this is something that you are remotely interested in, we definitely got you because like, that's what we're doing in our group because I even had, and Here's the thing. Sometimes people hear arbitrage and they think it's only the small units, like the one bedrooms, the two bedrooms. I actually have a client who just got a property that her DNA projections put her potential revenue above $100,000. I don't have the exact figure because she didn't share the exact figure, but it was definitely more than $100,000. And she rented it. She's, she's renting it for $2,500. So let's do that math. $2,500 times twelve. Her entire rent for the year is going to be $30,000 and she stands to make a revenue of over a hundred thousand. So take away her monthly expenses. Let's just put that somewhere around, let's say 500 to $600, 600 times 12. Let's just get, you know, 7,200 plus her cleaning fees. Let's add another 1,500. I mean, she could easily make like 50K on that property. Let's just even just throwing out math during a podcast, right? Yeah. Profit on a property she did not have to buy. It's pretty sweet. Okay, it's pretty sweet. I mean, I have to say, but yeah, if this, but if if this is something that that you want to explore, definitely check out our free Facebook group and uh, which is um, Savvy Docs for Genuine Real Estate. And you can get to it by by going to SavvyDoctors.co, SavvyDoctors.co. And as you're joining the group, just indicate there in the in the little questions that you get asked that you would like to chat with one of us so that we can tell you about how to get into the accelerator, which is basically how we help people get started with all of this. Anyway, but yeah, arbitrage is awesome. Arbitrage is amazing. But if you enjoyed this episode or got some value from it, I would definitely love for you to, you know, post on social media. Talk about how crazy this idea of arbitrage is. Find me. Tell me, okay? Um, And tell your friends. Have them subscribe and join the party. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good one. 